Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. So, hi and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. Today, I'm talking to um, someone I met a number of years ago. In fact, I met this person at a... um, at a client meeting and she said something um, very powerful to me that um, I've never forgotten. And um, we might talk about that later because she might have forgotten this. They are pressure now. So today I'm talking to Liz Martell. Good day, Liz. How the devil are you? Yeah, good day to you as well. I'm now worrying about what it was I must have said. (laughs) All I have to say, it, it had to do with flowery skirts. And that's all okay. I'm going to say. Okay, that's all. More all right. of that later. More of that later. Okay. So, um, so Liz, um, just tell us what it is you do. Okay, so I, uh, after 16 years in corporate world, um, decided to leave and set up my new business, um, not really anticipating. Uh, as probably any of us did, the effects of pandemics and COVID and the rest of it, and um, decided to set up my own uh, consultancy business, although mostly around coaching and personal development. And the way I describe that is about my passion for helping people. And I, I, I sort of try and resist the phrase to be the best version of themselves, but really that's what it is. And then also the impact that can have on their own businesses um, so that they can be as, success, as successful as they want to be really. Um, yeah, so that's in essence really what I've gone away to set up and taking away lots of knowledge from the past 16 years in corporate life and um, what I learned before that too. Well, tell us a bit about that. So, Because my understanding is you running your own businesses then took the corporate shilling. So tell us a little bit about that. So um, back in the day, and it seems like a million years ago, um, I was um, in partnership with somebody and running a computer company and a desktop publishing company. They branched off into two separate areas. And um, for a long time, I was involved with Apple as an authorized reseller at the time, which was um, good fun. It taught me a lot. I learned all about Macs and desktop publishing and pre-press and printing all sorts of amazing things and came across some very interesting ways of working in the print industry. And um, we actually became really well known in, in the Apple fraternity, if you like, for pre-press and print and for our ability just to not just sell for the sake of selling. So if somebody came to me and said, oh, I want to spend £10,000 on a computer, my, my re- response was why? <laughs> and then um, unravel that and probably find that I could 
sell them a whole system for £8,000, which would do exactly what they wanted. And we got a good reputation for that. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, Apple then decided to go direct. So everyone can buy their own computer now, their own Apple Mac. And there wasn't really the desire to need that kind of help and consultancy. And because of our expertise in pre-press, it was around the time that e-commerce was starting its life in the mid-90s. Yeah. And we understood database publishing and pre-press when nobody really understood that. And um, we built the first shopping sites, believe it or not, for people oh. like um, Avon Cosmetics, uh, Halfords, and Toys R Us and Babies R Us. And I remember... Um, trying to justify the cost of a shopping site that was going to cost a whole £7,000 for wow. Toys R Us. Yeah. And, um, and now we're all in a completely different world. And in fact, Toys R Us don't exist anymore. So, no. But um, it just well, shows well, you... Well, well done in your shopping system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, thanks. <laughs> um, but, it is, but it is fascinating because that was a time, wasn't it, where it's actually quite similar to now because yeah. you've got a, a re-rise of e-commerce that's been sort of fired up by Shopify. And this whole idea of small, you know, empowered small businesses. But, and then, of course, big businesses actually using Shopify Plus and such like. And it's a real opportunity for entrepreneurs, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think um, it's kind of interesting what's happening with the pandemic. I don't want to go on too much about it, because it's, um, but it's around things like making people stop and think, maybe shopping local, trying to find um, people who've got really well set up small business websites for uh, more localized products. Well, that's not necessarily the right phrase, but um, yeah, people want to be clear. So if they can't go physically touch stuff, maybe they want to find yeah. somebody that they can engage with. And, and so that's where being able to set up your own websites and, and uh, think about what it is you want to do with your own business in a small way, I think is starting, will we'll possibly have a, a, an attraction going forward, but yeah. um, who knows with what's coming out of COVID-19. Yes. But I mean, then you worked at a large company. So you must see um, a huge difference between little companies, owner driven, highly mm. entrepreneurial. And then you went into a, a very large, credible, secure company to a certain yes. extent. So what happened um, at the end of running my own business was, uh, in a nutshell, the dot-com bubble burst, um, all sorts of other things happened. And I find myself without a job and everyone and, and sort of going to the job center and saying um i need to find a job and they and then saying well you must be able to find a job in what you're doing and of course there was nothing around and um so i i basically temped for a while did all sorts of things to keep myself busy and eventually ended up getting a um short-term contract with this corporate uh, happened to be in the training department and um mm. so i i rather bravely said oh I am um, I, I, I've done training which was computer training which is completely different from people development but hey I wasn't worrying about that and um, really I was very lucky that they invested in in me to become a, a trainer of people or a developer of people and I suppose it really was an, a happy accident because actually it's what I'm interested in is helping and, and developing people yeah. um, raising their awareness giving them tools or, or mentoring or coaching or whatever to help them move on from wherever they, they currently are. Yeah. Very good. And so many, many years as a corporate doing all sorts of groovy stuff around learning development, organizational development. And then here you go around again, time to come out <laughs> and 
uh, and, and they all say, everybody, uh, um, everybody says the very, very best time to start a new enterprise is in the middle of the, an absolutely terrible <laughs> period, a mass recession, maybe, pan, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, this is the perfect time to start. So they I say, it's, might it's, not feel like that. It is a happy accident. Um, and at the moment, I'm not worrying too much. But I think one of the benefits maybe of of this sort of situation is that people tend to look for something more authentic mm. a bit like what I was saying earlier about finding small shops or trying to shop more locally or whatever and so that's not to say that the big outfits that are doing um, organizational and personal development aren't, aren't going to be very successful but there are some people who are going to want something which feels closer more personal more authentic yeah. more one-to-one -one, less corporate -y, I think um, and in fact the people I've been speaking to so far and ca uh, ca current small number of clients but a, you know a current number of clients and also potential clients they're sort of excited about having uh, direct contact with someone who without all of the kind of noise of being in a corporate yes that makes sense well okay well let's unpack that a bit then so um, so you're a coach and it's a frequently bandied about term so yeah what is it how does it work and why we should we be interested oh that's a really cruel question russell um can coaching, help coaching, coaching, coaching. the thing it's funny because i sort of avoid using it in a way the word coaching because um i've heard i i come across people who've got some very strong views about coaching and and my take on that is that um they've seen they might have come across somebody who has had coaching and they haven't seen that person improve now that's not necessarily that individual's fault that might be the coach's fault or whatever there's who knows what's going on in our dynamics and so that can really affect people's perception of what a coach is but really a coach in my mind is about someone who holds the space asks the challenging questions that no one else is going to do provides you with feedback if necessary um, in a in a very authentic way so maybe being very candid about you know how someone comes across or have you thought about how you um how you present yourself when you're talking about this particular subject in this particular way and they'll be they might be really surprised because no one's ever said it before so it's bringing stuff to people's awareness so using a combination of feedback honesty authenticity i know i've used it already but that's that for me is really where it's at and then holding that space and keeping it safe and confidential so that they can literally come and come to the meeting as a whole person and yeah. you keep using the word they so who, who is the, the the they you have in mind and i i mean as an an individual i'm saying they uh, the I, i've coached many people over the years and I say coach not in the typical grow model or any specific model, but taking that time to sit one-to-one -one with somebody and hear what they've got to say, what's troubling them, or, or they've had this piece of feedback, what do I do with this, or how should I react, or I need to have a difficult conversation. In a way, it's a, it, it verges on mentoring as well, is how I tend to operate, um, rightly or wrongly, but but that's where I've had success is... is stripping away everything else and going well what is it you really want to get out of this and, and to yeah. achieve in this particular situation so um brave courageous foolhardy bonkers mad bonkers you know what's the, what's the driver for doing this actually um 
all sorts of things. Uh, I turned 50. I know you can tell. Um, and um, I think there's a couple of things. There's something about age and, and wanting to um, do something for yourself, having flexibility, all of the things that you don't necessarily find in a corporate life. Um, and also for some organizations, in particular, the organization I was working for was growing so massively that the impact I could make, I couldn't make the level of impact um, with individuals. So I was having smaller impact in a much uh, much larger organization. Whereas actually, if I'm working with small business owners, for instance, or, or whatever, I, I can really, really help those people massively. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes these things get lost in, in, um, in corporate world. And also I want to add one of the things I have noticed, um, and maybe you have Russell as well is, is when coaching is free within an organization, people are not necessarily vest invested to, yeah. to act on what they learn in those coaching sessions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes it could be, it's, it's something I get a buzz out of is, is seeing somebody actually take action. Yes. And, and, what's, and what's fascinating here is that you and I actually met a while ago and had some coaching sessions. And I remember you saying at the time, I'd like to be a coach one day and do all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and, and, but here's, here's the thing. I mean, lots of people who say that, but here you are doing it. So yes. what's, what advice do you have for people who are thinking, you know, uh, and it might be a, a dream at the age of 30 or, you know, an ambition at the age of 40 or a desperation at the age of 60 or whatever it might be. But how do you turn that or how have you found turning that idea, that glimmer, that aspiration, whatever the word might be, how do you turn that into reality? What practical steps did you take to do it? Okay, there's two or three things I'm thinking of here. I'm going to reuse a phrase that someone once used with me many years ago, which was make the leap and the parachute will um, open. <laughs> nice <laughs> You've just got to kind of have faith. Yeah. Um, part of it is practicing what I preach. Yeah. And, and I think as I've got older and more reflective and all of the other sorts of things that happen, um, really understanding what it is you're passionate about. And I, I spend fair bit of time with people trying to explore that because that's the thing that's going to I don't want to uh, it's the thing that's going to make you potentially feel more fulfilled so I come across I've come across a lot of people who are running along in the rat race and and um, trying to get the next promotion or whatever and if you can get somebody just to reflect for, for one second about what is it they really 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 love doing and I'm not just talking about playing golf or whatever well, it could be that but um, you know, whether for me, it was that realization that what I really like doing is being is, is I'm passionate about helping people develop. And that's the bottom line. So however you dress that up, that was actually the, the essence of it. And so I kind of needed to do something about that. Yeah, ah, very interesting. The um, it's one of those challenging things, isn't it? When people um, think, I mean, I wonder how many people times people really do think, hey, I think I need a coach. Um, so what are the, what are the, what are the good times that people could start to engage with a coach? Oh, that's a, where might, where might they be in their lives or careers or businesses? I think, I think at, at any point, I'm, I'm struggling here a little bit, uh, as I'm thinking about your question, it's a very good one. I think, um, 
at any point, whether it's because you're already doing well and want to do even better yeah. or you're doing okay, but it's not some, it feels like there's a gap. Uh, yeah. Some of this is going to be based on intuition. Yeah. And I think um, one of the lucky things at the moment is maybe that um, coaching is becoming more known about yeah. as, as a form of personal development. And so people are preparing are taking more time to invest in themselves um, than maybe they were 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, anything that helps with self-awareness, I think really will help with deciding to, to get yourself a coach. But yeah, it could be any time in your life. I've, I've coached um, graduates who've just got their first job in a, in a big organization. And um, I've also helped somebody who's thinking about their small business at home that where they're making things and, and they're thinking about how to do it. And just one simple conversation can just really change how they start to direct their efforts, if you like. Yes. And so, and so that, so let's say I'm a business owner. I'm thinking, Oh, that's interesting. And you know, in a sense, what you're saying is I need to either step out or step up in some sort of way and that a coach can help me there because they can act as a sounding board and help me make a decision, but they can also hold me to account and that yes. can be really helpful as well. Yeah. Um, the other the other point there, you said step up or step out. Yeah. The other, the other one I would add, and it, it's not supposed to be negative, is actually take a step back. Back. Yeah, I agree. Because I think sometimes we, as a human race, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to achieve whatever other people are expecting. Yes. And so sometimes trying to just go, do you know, what? I'm actually fine with this. I'm I'm actually okay with where I'm at, and I who am I comparing myself to? Yeah. Uh, so that's quite deep, but but it's kind of important to know that it's okay to to take a step back to. Yeah. And there's two things about coaching I always like to think about. One, which is that you should never become dependent on a coach. You know, in a sense, coaching in a funny sort of way is one of those short processes rather than, Agreed. you know, getting embroiled in these huge, long counselling processes. And the other yeah. thing is that chemistry is really important. And, and I think people worry about, or I've been told people worry about the fact that, well, you know, I've ended up with a coach I like, not necessarily the coach I need. Yes, yes. And so that chemistry thing's quite interesting, and in that it's it, really quite savvy in the sense of how you choose. You've got to be able to get along, but you do have to have someone who's going to push you and you know be your critical friend as well as just yes. your friend. And I think that's a really important point that you make, uh, Russell, because uh, you might need more than one coach. Yeah. Not at the, not necessarily at the same time. I'm talking about they have their purpose at different points. So uh, very basically, you might want to work with a health coach, which will get you to a certain point and off you go and, and, and you're happy and you can and achieve what you want to do. But then you might need to do something else for your business. And that's yeah. going to be a different person again. It's, it's You're right. I think um, sometimes we get too comfortable I think there's also an onus on the coach to be more responsible upfront with expectation setting. Yeah. So I know people talk a lot about chemistry sessions, having a chemistry session. Yeah. Uh, and I am all for that, but I, I think there's also an element of that, which must be about expectations, yeah. which is, this is what I can and can't do for you. And, and it's actually really important to say what you can't do or yeah. what you're not prepared to do. And, and sometimes I think that may be missing from chemistry sessions as they're, as they're often yeah. known as. So um, that's something I feel quite passionately about, um, that expectations are, are covered. I, I know that I've, <laughs> I, I hope it's not too impolite to say this, but I have actually said to one client previously, 
I'm not here to blow smoke up your backside. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I literally said that. I said, because if you're, if that's what you want, there are other people that, that, yeah. that you can pay a pretty penny for and they will do that for you. Yeah, they will. But I don't think that's going to help you. Yeah. Um, and one of the things they really loved about that was the fact that I was so direct, cut through so much and said, right, this is where we're going to go and this is how we're going to operate. Yes. Um, you can see that on things like uh, LinkedIn and social media, this sort of saccharine agreement with commentary yeah. and such like. And that's great. But, yeah. but there's no there's no creativity in an endless agreement because actually it becomes a sort of comfortable groupthink experiment. And I think, yeah, again, it's, it's that it's that critical friend, isn't it? But it's coming from and it's coming from this place that actually I need to tell you because because who else can? Yeah. And I think. Um, you'll make it you're reminding me that if if you're not um s sort of having that conversation around expectations or what you will and will will do and what you won't do and how you can and can't you're actually doing a disservice to your potential client and a disservice to you as a as a coach or a, yeah. or a developer of people um yeah that the, there really does have to be a, a fair amount of honesty on on yeah. certainly on the side of the coach um, and, it, and it is fascinating, isn't it? That point about developer of people, and that means people that run businesses need coaches because there's the old management book, the fish rots from the head, and you often find that the people <laughs> at the top are the least developed people uh -huh. in any organisation. Yeah, I kind of think of that as look, you you may well want to invest in your business, and uh, you know, uh, with that for some people they'll justify buying a new car or um, new computer equipment, but actually there's an investment in people which yeah. they sometimes get to. The next part of that is, and how are you investing in yourself? Self, yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, it has massive value. And that's kind of, if, if I refer back to when I was talking about practicing what I preach and thinking about business planning, for instance, so challenging some business leaders on, on their business planning capability or where they're at with it. You know, the standard thing is to talk about vision and mission and, um, yeah. and then what your objectives are to, to feed into that. It's a, it's a similar process for yeah. investing in yourself as the head of the organization. Um, what is, what is your personal vision and, and, and mission statement if you like to make this happen? So if someone's looking for a coach in the wilds of rural England and uh, someone, someone who's uh, challenging, authentic and because um, they were always and um, <laughs> going to be direct and say what needs to be said and all that sort of stuff. Liz Martell is your woman. So Liz, how will people find you, get in touch with you? Okay. How does that, all that work? Uh, I have a, a website. Uh, it's, it's nice and concise, um, which is at um, www.brightzebra.co.uk. So, uh, and my number is 01285-896-456. And um, yeah, usual places of LinkedIn. Um, and eventually I shall be doing a little bit with uh, Instagram as well. I think uh, that would be a, a nice place to go with uh, some visuals, let's say. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, good luck. And uh, we'll be checking in whether you like it or not, in uh, nine months' time to see how it's all going. And, okay. and, and behind you will be, I'll be a massive mansion and, you know... Um... Actually, that doesn't fill my boots. <laughs> I'm thinking of wood, a woodland. Yeah. A woodland? Have you got loads yeah. of horses down where you are now? You, you were very horsey no when I was I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm sure they'll be appearing soon. Liz, it's been a, a joy to talk to you again. I wish you all sorts of luck. And you're an inspiration for anybody who's thinking about 
bless you thank you very much and knowing it's possible and i love that you know take your own medicine um what was it the other one about the parachute um oh make the uh, leap jump, jump and the parachute will open yeah that's brilliant so you know if you don't do it you never know and it's better to have a go and find out isn't it so you're absolutely yes yeah. that's, that's fantastic thank you for spending time with us today and um you take care thank you hi everybody i hope you found that episode useful and interesting Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.